0: Welcome to Good Christian People, an honest conversation between church leaders who recognize we're not perfect, we're barely good, but we want to be great. On today's episode, we're back, and we spend time talking about the past few weeks and where we're headed in the next few months. Everybody. Welcome back to Good Christian People, the podcast.
1: Episode 35. Is this actually episode 35 or just week 35 of the podcast?
0: Well, no, I mean, it's it'll be a, it'll sort of count. So, I mean, really, if we're being honest, we're kind of all messed up because we did, during the outrage series, we did the episode eight and a half. But I think that was actually counted as episode nine on... Like if you're following through and, and we have it numbered. But then we did the Christmas one. It was like 12 minutes long. And so does that count? I don't know. We're calling this episode 35 because there is
2: content in this episode. I'm good with honesty, whatever whatever that is. Yeah, you're yeah. good with honesty. If we're being honest. If we're being
0: honest. I, you know, Did I, I say I, that? Yes, you absolutely <laughs> did.
2: And I've said that sometimes in, in uh, sermons. And I'm like, oh, that's just a bad thing to say. Yeah. Like, you know, halfway through, go, okay, to be honest. I'm like,
0: what, what was happening exactly. before this? Yeah. Uh, politicians say that a lot you know and let me be clear next time I'll just say TBH TBH what would come up with different somethings for TBH
2: the I don't know my brain is not working the brain's here there you go Uh, there you go
0: Uh, guys I'm Jeff over there that's Tim And, Mm. and, and by the way uh, I you concerned me. I was a little intimidated when you walked into the room today.
2: Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't the did you, you missed the memo? Top of the show notes didn't it say we're wearing suits today? No, no. it did
0: not. No. no, it didn't. In fact, he, but you walked in looking dapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've mm-hmm. got the black tie, the black pants, and I started to make a joke, and then mm-hmm. I went like, "Oh, all black funeral." Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard, hard to I make apologize. a joke
2: when you buried somebody today. So. Yeah. Well, you didn't bury somebody. I didn't dig the hole. Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You were just the you were just
2: the suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was it? It was a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Great.
0: Anyway, and then across from me is Josie. What's up, man? Chi Wu. Oh, there you go. That's your new name, Sunshi Wu. Uh, did you watch the new trailer for the uh, the new Marvel movie? I wish I could.
1: I'd Sang Chi. Is coming out. I don't know. No. Marvel lost me after far from home uh in the past year I just haven't kept up with any of like the the TV shows or any of the movies or any of that
0: That's just because you don't have any, there's there is no movie stuff I mean like it's it's yeah you've just missed the TV shows. But we, uh, so listeners, you have only missed one week of content because, uh, we had to take a little break. We had a lot of things that were happening and we have some more things that are coming up, but this, for us, it's been two weeks because what we're going to do is we're going to turn around what we're doing right now and release it in like 12 hours because that's how good you are, Josie. That's how good you are. What about me? I mean, you're here, but I mean, he, does you. We, when we're done, you just walk out of the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got to go to another funeral or mm-hmm. something. So, Uh, so today what we're going to do is it's going to be a little weird because we, we've got a couple of things that are, that are in the hopper for the next few weeks. And so what we wanted to do is, so we didn't lose momentum and, uh, the people didn't decide to go listen to some other podcast that we would get together and just do a little bit of catch up to see how everybody's doing and kind of talk about where we're going next and, uh, and the next... I mean, it's not even really so much a series, but so much the direction of the podcast and some of the conversations we're going to have over the next couple of months.
2: Where are we going next, Jeff? Where
0: are we going next? Well, let's first find out where we have been. Uh, mm. How have the last couple of weeks been for you guys?
2: It was exciting? Easter. It was... I don't know. It was a lot. Do
0: you like Easter more than you like Christmas?
2: Mm. No, it's it's... Mm. It's it, Easter is not a listening. season. Easter's not a season. Sure. So Christmas, I would say has more of a feel to it than Easter does, mm-hmm. but the resurrection is more important than the incarnation, but you can't have the resurrection unless you have the incarnate incarnation. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all the same thing, but it's apples and oranges. You're talking about a season versus a day.
0: I just wanted to get you on record saying something that mm-hmm. people would take issue
2: with. Yeah, but I didn't take sides. So yeah,
0: you're very good at that. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Uh, Dress so like a
2: politician and talk like a politician.
0: That's it. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, but you had your second vaccine. How did that go?
2: I'm good. Yeah, actually, as of today, I'm two weeks from the second vaccine, so apparently I am immune. Yeah. You got the, you got the Moderna.
1: Ninety-some percent, yeah, Moderna, yeah. Yeah,
0: and we got the Pfizer. Did you get your second shot yet?
1: No, it's on Wednesday.
0: Mine is tomorrow.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thanks. If I make it to Wednesday, I'll give you a, I'll give you a little shout. And, uh, and let me know how you do
2: Well then after that We can take our masks off While we are recording this podcast Yeah
0: Alright ready Unmask on the count of three
2: Three
0: Alright yeah well. <laughs> we didn't,
2: we're Jeff not doesn't believe in masks I do believe in masks I no, believe in he Jesus He doesn't even believe in this virus
0: I do too Don't even put that on me You had no. the virus
2: And you're like Oh this is nothing I did no, not No I had the sniffles Oh I man Everybody here Y'all are making a big deal Out of this I virus I never
0: said that I never <laughs> said that I am not one of those people uh, we know some of those people, and uh, we—it's fun to watch them on Facebook and just just kind of lose their minds. But um, that'll be that'll be interesting. So good, but you, fun. Well, I mean, it just makes me feel better about my life. I see. Yeah. And uh, so you had a kind of a rough go on the second one.
2: I did. Yeah, I was down for about twenty-four hours. Um,
0: yeah. I strategically planned mine for a Tuesday afternoon, mm-hmm. so that if I'm under the weather, mm-hmm. I will miss. Staff meeting.
2: Yeah, great. The next day, as long as you're not out for Thursday worship. No, I'll be fine. Doc your pay.
0: I feel pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I, I can go ahead and tell you right now. I think I'm going to be sick on uh, during staff meeting. Um, so everybody's getting healthy. My wife and I, we have decided to uh, start eating healthy. She's eating clean. I'm just eating better. But we decided to start working out again because bikini season is almost here, mm-hmm. and I don't have a very good shot of squeezing back into mine mm-hmm. uh, in the current state. So we're working on that.
2: You have a better shape now to wear a bikini. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's more of a reason to wear a top. Yeah. Now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I wish we hadn't gone down this road. Do you work out? Because you look
2: good, man. I've lost about 25 pounds. You have last, not. Yeah. In the last I two was months. kidding with you. Yeah. I'm about 25 pounds down in the last two months.
0: How did you lose weight during COVID? Like what kind of deal with the devil got, did you make?
2: I, I was on vac when I was on vacation down the beach. You I lost was just, weight on vacation? No, I was gorging myself, and okay. halfway through, I was I just felt like you know I I felt like what's the uh, the dodgeball Ben Stiller his fat version of himself, and I, that's what <laughs> right. I felt like. I'm like I got to do something, so I just you know started like not doing like full low carb or anything, but stopped sugar and bread, and just you know just cut it down. I hate you like kind of hitting a plateau now though i'm still about 15 from my goal i'd like to get down to 123 i was 135 when i graduated high school as a beanpole so no i can't no
0: when i went back to middle school one of my teachers when i was in high school Mm -hmm. one of my teachers like oh you've really filled out and Mm -hmm. like now Mm -hmm. i realize how inappropriate that was but at Mm -hmm. the time i also thought she was just calling me fat back in
2: the 90s nothing was inappropriate
1: yeah
0: yeah for sure. Uh, And so I was out last week because my, um, for two reasons, one, for one of those weeks, my mother-in-law was in town and I'm very grateful that I enjoy my mother-in-law. And when she comes in, we take her around and we try to show her the sights, but mostly it's just reasons for me and Jen to eat in different places that we just want to eat. And so we ate really well and that was fun.
2: And now you're Now back to the gym. This is why. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, And then last week, by the uh, thank you science, I was actually in Virginia. Went down to get my little pug, seven-and-a-half-year-old pug, cataract surgery. Mm -hmm. That little diabetic dum-dum had cataracts, couldn't see. She was blind. She was good for nothing. And I took her down, and we had a little...
2: Her seeing eye human took her down to Norfolk.
0: I did, yep. And so we took her down there, and... She got her surgery. She can see. It's kind of amazing. She seems like she's back to herself. She's like running all over the place. And that's Does she look nice. at you with disgust
2: now? She does. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, she's oh, like, I goodness. know what you do now. I know what you smelled like, but now that I see you. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: But you know what? So we ate at a restaurant. If you're ever near Newport News, Virginia, mm-hmm. you need to stop by. I normally would never recommend a restaurant that is in a hotel, mm-hmm. but there's this restaurant called Burger Theory that's mm-hmm. sort of attached to the Holiday Inn in Newport News, mm-hmm. and it was a very stressful day the day she was getting her surgery. We weren't sure you know, how things were going to go and what all that was going to be like, and at the end of the day, I got myself a cheeseburger and it was greasy and it was gross mm-hmm. and it was everything I wanted in that moment mm-hmm. and it was fantastic and little little thing so good mm-hmm. for good for that that was that was exciting got to do more. cool story bro uh, it was to me there was you know what this is I mean I'm not yeah. going to say these doctors are Jesus by no means oh. but but walk what I'm back. saying is I walk I, it back I will explain it
2: the dog couldn't see mm-hmm. and then she could see did they spit in the mud.
0: I don't know what they did they didn't let us back there or
2: spit in the dirt and make mud but and they
0: blood. had at one point they had to like check to make sure it would even be like if it would work mm-hmm. because they're like we're gonna make sure that she's getting signal to her retina and mm-hmm. they put like acupuncture stuff in her head yeah. and like a contact on her eye and they were flashing lights at her and I'm like I don't know what you're doing But they were like oh yeah no this is going to totally work And then they went and did it and now she can see
2: Do you have dog medical insurance No <laughs> no. I
0: mean, most of the time it's
2: a joke but everyone's like
0: Do you have dog medical insurance And we're like it, it, when you have a diabetic dog If you don't already have it it's, They're not going to give mm-hmm. it to you um, Since two weeks or so has passed Has anybody watched anything good No Nothing
1: No not really What do you do with your time Besides not eat, you know, the two of us have already said that we aren't watching anything, and now you're giving us a hard time. Uh, What have you done with your past two weeks, Jeff?
2: I probably watched
1: a dog
2: see. No, he's probably binged through like ten TV shows all through the night, ten hours
1: a day. Not ten hours. Tim's busy raising a child. I'm my wife does nothing. No, you already said you're too busy (laughs) taking care of your dog. Yeah. But and you're busy playing video
2: games that no one's heard of.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: I... You ever heard of Madden?
1: Well, wait a second, <laughs> <laughs> listeners. I would like you to email in if you've ever heard of a game called League of Legends. This is one of the most widely played games in the world.
2: Well, L- I, I League I would... of Legends is actually a normal name. Some of the
1: other stuff I've heard you play, you know, it's like, I'm like what Deus Ex? Right. That's also widely known. Desert Oran Bus Spectre is like one of the best-known game designers in the world. Uh-huh. I would say, but I would say... I play Hubert.
0: <laughs> <I> Dig-dug. <laughs> I would say the Venn diagram... Uh, what you're talking about, the games you were mentioning are very popular games. I would imagine the Venn diagram of people who have played those games and listened to this podcast are probably... There's yeah. not a whole lot. It's you in run the run center. In
2: the circle of that Venn diagram. I don't run no. in those circles. No, Let's move on, because we, okay. we've got a special guest coming let in me, soon.
0: Let me tell you guys this, though. Godzilla versus Kong. On HBO I took my family to see it in the theater it's the one with 11 she's in there yeah, yeah. and uh, and the the guy from Friday Night Lights yeah. and Brian Tyree Henry and I tell you what normally I'm not a big fan of just big dumb action mm-hmm. and whatever this spoke to my soul mm-hmm. like I was cheering in the theater it is worth seeing on the biggest screen you can you get to see a lizard and a gorilla Just punch each other over and over again. Like, yeah, I mean, it's everything you could want. Actually, I have been
2: watching For All Mankind uh, on Apple TV+. Plus. It's, you know, it's like one of those uh, alternative history things where the Russians made it to the moon first. It's interesting. I like space travel.
0: What was that show that was on Amazon Prime, The Man in the High Castle? Yeah, yeah. Did you watch that?
2: Um, I've been watching that very sparingly. I'm halfway through the last season. Okay,
0: Everybody dies at the end.
2: Nice.
0: Uh, I don't know. I never finished watching it. I I watched it for a season and I was like, all right. Well, guys, so here's what we're going to do. So we do have a guest coming in that will actually be for our episode next week uh, that you guys will get to hear. And I'm really excited about that. We don't want to give anything away just yet, Mm. but that's going to be super big. But we did kind of want to spend a few moments, moments, moments. I meant to say minutes and moments. When what? Minwas. Minwas. That's a new word. Yeah. Uh, Minwas. If you want to spend
2: oh. a few minutes, you better get your bottom on I the know. road.
0: Here we go. So we are going to spend, uh, I don't even know how long it's going to be because it'll, no, not minuas, but like months, uh, working through some things as we try to figure out what it means as as Tim, you have led us a lot, both in our church and on this podcast, we've talked very frequently about what it means to have a kingdom mindset. Seek ye first. The
2: kingdom. Matthew 633.
0: Yeah. And so... We're going to kind of do that from a standpoint of how does the kingdom impact the things that are happening here and our understandings of things that are happening here. Mm -hmm. And so in order to do that, we are going to look at some, I guess what people would call hot button issues, Mm -hmm. some topics and things Mm -hmm. uh, that are culturally relevant. Um, I know we've talked about doing some justice stuff, culture stuff, gun control, police violence. What does it mean to be pro-life, immigration, death penalty, abortion? I mean, like. All of the stuff that pretty much you fight with your family with over Thanksgiving, we want to talk about over the next couple months.
2: You even said maybe mental health and
1: sexuality and gender. Yeah, Hello. That's right. If you thought the past seven months was full of hot button (laughs) issues, hold on to your butts because things are about to get crazy.
2: Can't say butts.
1: Uh. Hold on to your behinds because things are about to get crazy.
2: My father used to call it my hind end. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna beat Johann back Yeah,
0: back in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. But so we're but what we're gonna do is try to approach them not so much from uh, from a societal, cultural standpoint and, and those understandings, but look and see as a person who belongs to a different kingdom, how does that impact yeah. the way that we live? And mm-hmm. so, uh, just to kind of open us up, because we're just gonna take a couple minutes to kind of set all of these things up. What does being kingdom minded, what does a kingdom mindset mean to you guys?
2: Citizenship and understanding what is our ultimate allegiance, understanding that our passport doesn't have our true passport, if you will, is not a vaccine passport or is it a, uh, uh, you know, have a temporary nation on, you know, nation state on the front of it that we are kingdom eternal citizens of a different world and we are here as we talked through when we were talking through the Outrage Stetzer book, we're here as ambassadors. Mm-hmm. So we, we come and live and move and breathe in a world that is not our home yet we represent a different home mm-hmm. and so we have to constantly be people when they see us they should see someone who is different. So I, I know, I don't know where the form was when I made the point but Uh, jill and i've had the opportunity to to travel some places like joe i know you were in italy and um, you know when you're in italy or just a couple years ago jill and i were in paris like as white people in italy or paris like you can like you can blend in like as long as you're you're wearing a sweater and an ascot or something you just kind Mm -hmm. of walk you can walk around and you can blend in because you look like everybody else until you go to a restaurant and you try to order and all of a sudden (laughs) people go "Ooh, wait a minute uh, these people are from somewhere else and they know exactly where you're from, mm-hmm. so too should sort of be the Christian life. Like mm-hmm. we can blend in when we're lazy and we can, I mean, we, there are you, Christians we can blend in if we're not interested in sticking out. But the moment we open our mouths, truthfully, the moment we actually love <laughs> verbally and with action, the people around us, people should go, huh, wait a minute. That is extraordinary. Okay. That's for me as a kingdom mindset.
1: You agree? Um, yeah, more or less.
2: If not, you're excommunicated from the church.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, no, I would agree with that. I think for me, I think so often we see having a kingdom mindset as as only being spiritual. Like there are things that we are doing the way, you know, and and we can look at things like um, the vertical relationship with the Lord, our evangelism and how we do that. But but part of living for the Lord, part of having that kingdom mindset, is it, it needs to influence the way that we think, the way that we live, and and so I think there are people who hear this idea of a kingdom mindset, and they struggle with knowing what does that look like in application in sure. the things of this earth. Sure. Well, how Christ, does it? How, you know?
2: Yeah, Christ taught us to pray, "Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." But we should also try to make you know work towards that with our yeah. effort as well. Not just yeah. pray, God. You do the work. We also move forward in faith and try to. And then there Make are people
0: happen. who, who say like, okay, but then do I not give any attention to the things of this world? And, and, and I mean, it, they're all around us. And so we have to then figure out, um, what, and I, I, know this is so kind of cliche, but what would Jesus do in this situation? What sure. would he think? And how would he, how would he act? And so we're going to kind of talk about some of these things. And, and I want to distinguish before we go down all of those roads, the difference between open hand and and closed-hand issues, and then how we're going to approach those. you want to explain open-hand, closed-hand?
2: I mean, closed-hand issues are things that are, um, I mean, really non-negotiables. Open-hand issues are things that we see a broad spectrum in Christianity, where people are different denominations, interpret Scripture a little bit differently, but we can still walk away as brothers and sisters, even if we see things differently. And so, uh, yeah, as we go into, uh, you know, some topics that... Scripture speaks directly to, but also mute your computer. Uh, some topics <laughs> that Scripture, you know, kind of touches on, but people see and interpret things differently. Uh, you know, uh, we would be... We could very easily start to get into fights and cause dissension and fraction within just even our friends if we start right. saying our way or the highway. Right. And so we want to walk into all of these hot-button topics that we're talking about with grace and also with we are going to um, we're going to we're going to biblically research our position. But then if you disagree, like we'll give you an opportunity in form to email us yeah. and tell us how you've biblically researched yours if you disagree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the the, the key on this is that a lot of what we're going to talk about, you know, all of these hot button issues. Good Christian people can disagree on those like they can disagree on the application Uh, And so I want to encourage you if you're listening to understand that a lot of the conversations that we're going to have between the three of us, between our guests, Mm -hmm. um, don't necessarily take these as the position of the church. It's us trying to figure out what does it look
2: like to
0: have a kingdom
2: mindset in these areas. Struggling through the ideas together. And we invite you, the listener, to do so as well.
0: Yeah. And we could be proven wrong. Like we're just going to try to do our best to understand these things. So if you have thoughts, we... Definitely want to hear them, but understand that if you come and say, hey, I really don't like your position. This is the way I feel. We will want to kind of have a discussion on how do we deal with the scripture on this? Mm -hmm. Um, That's where we want to be guided. You can't be a kingdom mindset person. And uh, and not really have that foundation. And so, yeah, come um, with
2: Bible in hand and let's have a loving conversation about issues
0: before we jump out of this. I do want to kind of address one thing because it's been a criticism, I think, that I have heard about. And I'll just take it on me. uh, And a lot of times it's coming from my wife. Um, When we talk about the things on this uh, podcast, a lot of times what you'll hear is us really focusing our criticisms primarily on one side our tribe our tribe uh and I would I would say our tribe for the most part is and and the things we have been the most critical of are white conservative evangelicals who we are who we are and I think the the, you know and, and my wife was like you know as we were kind of talking about these things she's like you know you guys are not very critical of the other side um, and and so you know people can sort of take that the wrong way to mean that that we fall on that side. Um, and I want to one hundred percent acknowledge that I am much more critical of uh, the right side and white evangelicals because that's who we are. And I feel like scripture has called us to take the log out of our own eye uh, in dealing with things. And because I don't view myself as a not I mean I don't mean you know, this is gonna sound. Um, the way it sounds. I don't mean for it to, but a spiritual authority to people who are not a part of our tribe.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, like a, we're a, we're, we have a mixed, uh, a, a low mix of, um, you know, culture in our church, but we're yeah. predominantly a, a white church. We'd, um, But so it would be out of bounds for us to say, start complaining about the predominantly black church and say everything that they were getting wrong. That right. just doesn't. Right why why would we do that so or
0: the liberal side you know the yeah. liberal side of things to be like here's all the things they're doing wrong yeah no they're doing a lot of things wrong um, and and we have pointed that out from time to time, uh, but for the most part, we tend to look at cleaning our own house. Yeah,
2: or as evangelicals, I mean, we could we could go for months talking about all the errors of that we believe of the Catholic Church. Right. but <laughs> that's not that's really not that's, that's, that's not, that's not the point.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and so that's uh, you know the kind of the whole reason that we exist as a podcast is to look at our house and clean our house and let other people worry about their houses. Um, I think so often we can become deflection boy by looking at the sins of the other side and just saying, I'm just going to focus on that. And I think we have enough people doing that. I don't know that we need more people having those conversations. I think what we need is people looking at each of their own sides and saying, here's where we've gotten things wrong. And we want to really seek to be truthful. And we want to be um, just honest uh, uh, about those things. And so uh, if you have like cheered when I have been critical of something on, on our side, um, I, you know, great. I appreciate the support. Thank you. But I really hope that you're examining your own behavior and the positions of your side, uh, because neither side is right hundred percent of the time. Well, because um, no
2: individual is right. We yeah. are all on a scale and on a journey of sanctification. That's the whole. That's that's the whole point. That Christ yeah. is constantly from one degree to another, sanctifying us and making us more like Him. And so, if we ever wake up thinking we have all the answers we're all we're I mean we're wrong as soon as our feet hit the floor
0: yeah and so if you're if you're one of those people who have felt like we have been overly critical of uh, of positions that you hold you're probably right and that has been intentional because we hold similar positions and we're on the same team and so we just kind of want to correct that and and figure out how to how to do that so I'm looking forward to it I mean it'll be interesting the next couple months and how we're going to work through these things but uh, more than anything as Tim has pointed out we really want to have a dialogue that if you, um, if you have hold a different position, if you think you guys are just absolutely insane, we would love for you to write us at goodchristianpod at gmail.com. Uh, we don't guarantee that we will read your um, email in its entirety on the show, but we will uh, read it and and hopefully be able to engage with you and, and talk about it on the show with some feedback as well. Yeah, so, we,
2: we We want to try to present... Grace, and yeah. we would love to gracefully read a graceful response.
0: Yeah, and we will try to struggle through some of these things. If you have all of these things figured out, congratulations. Struggle's the key word. Yeah, and uh, and I don't know. we don't know where we're going to land on a lot of these issues yet. I mean, I think we have an idea, but, I mean, as we kind of really seek to go, what does what God want for us here? Now, listen, uh, so I told you that we were going to just have a kind of a mini episode. One of the things we wanted to do to kind of uh, share with you guys is that there have been a number of things in our podcast recordings over the last 34 episodes that we have not been able to uh, take with us into those episodes for one reason or another, just a little bit of stuff on the cutting room floor. And so we thought in order to kind of help make this podcast worth your time that you're listening to today, it to give you a little taste of some of the conversations that we have had over the last few weeks that didn't make it into the episodes, particularly in relation to Christian art. Uh, we kept talking about how we were going to Share the Gunger conversation or the Gunger question and answer and then whether or not you cut it. And then we cut it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, the I think it was was it the small group episode? I don't remember which one. I think it was a small group episode, and it was just so stinking long the conversation. So we were like, well, we need to cut some stuff out, and that ha- that was the thing that had it to go. Um, actually the, and the little Nas X, we kind of referenced that. But, um, so what we've got is, is Josie has pulled that together for you and we hope you enjoy listening to some stuff that is laying on our cutting room floor and is now laying in your ears. So have you guys been following this little Nas X thing that happened over the last like forty eight hours.
2: I'll be honest with you. I don't even know what you're talking. I don't know who okay. and what you're talking about.
0: So there is a rapper named Little. I'm sorry, Lil
2: Nas X. Wait, I've heard of. Is there? I've heard of Nas. Nas. This is different. This is a, this is this not different. Nas. This is not Nas. Okay. This is Lil. So this son.
0: I don't know. I don't Nas. know what the relation is. Nas. I, I should probably. Got it. I'm extremely white, so I don't know. Right. I've heard of Nas. I don't <laughs> yeah. know
2: what he. But I think that was kind of like when we were in high school. Nas. Yeah. Maybe. It yeah. was college
0: Lil Nas X. Lil Nas. He put out a music video. Yeah. Basically my understanding and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, especially if you're from council bluffs. Um, Wait, is
2: this little John, little Nas, little Kim, little Nas, little Nas, Lil Nas. Lil
0: Nas. Lil Nas. Okay. X. Is he, there a big Nas? I don't know. Big schnoz, big schnoz. I don't
2: know. All right. I'm just stalling.
0: Yep. So he is, uh, he came out. I, I don't know when, but I know that he came out as queer and somehow, I think he was connected to a church some way. Okay, um, I probably should have done more research on this. Probably. I just did a little bit, <laughs> but they basically he put out a music video that was in response to church trauma okay. that he suffered. I watched the music video because they which, did
2: not affirm mm-hmm. him, the church probably. Okay,
0: and uh, and and so he released a music video that is is pretty wild. Um, in conjunction with that, mm-hmm. he bought. a bunch of nikes Mm -hmm. and they did kind of a uh aftermarket redesign where they turned them red Put they were doing like 666 versions of these sneakers that you could buy limited edition and apparently they put a drop of human blood in them. they're called satan sneakers oh and everybody lost their mind and started uh blaming nike for this Saying oh. that Nike is the one that's releasing the
2: sneakers, and Nike's like, Wait, what? No, I'm not. So, little little Nas X mm-hmm. was a ch- church member, came out of the closet. The church did not support him the way he wanted to. And so now he is selling Satan, 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 Satan sneakers.
0: Yeah. Something along those lines. There's probably some. some that sounds gray like area the church's fault. <laughs> well, I don't know. I I, I don't want to say that. He didn't endure some trauma. I don't know what what happened, but I mean, it it certainly from like a a Facebook group that I'm a part
2: of. I'm a pastor, and I I've yeah. endured church trauma. Yeah, no, for real, church trauma every day.
0: Yep. Um, there's a group on Facebook that I, I'm a part of. It's a, a I don't know how I got involved single in mothers. A, well, not single mothers. It's a youth pastors. Community And I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, someone added me because I'm not a youth pastor. I mean, you, know, you can probably of... take
2: yourself off of that.
0: I can, but okay. I like the, I like the drama a little bit. <clears throat> and, um, so they were all talking about it. And apparently there was some trauma there and they're going, the church just needs to apologize for everything. And I'm like, okay, well,
2: and then he'll take the Satan sneakers. Back. I don't
0: know, but just basically saying that this is a good platform and a good springboard into a conversation with young people about, you know, who follow Lil Nas X and are, you know, one, he's got some influence. So here's how we can kind of talk to them about it and be aware of church trauma. I mean, we've addressed stuff like that here and certainly the church is not perfect, but I don't know more of the story, but hopefully maybe next time we will. Um, all right. So we're talking about christian art and before we get into what we're going to talk about today Mm -hmm. which is going to be just our discussion on the movie small group uh which i will say i don't know what you guys think of it but i will say it was better than faith-based um in some ways however before we do that i want to circle back to oh i shouldn't have said circle back because everybody hates that word now because of that um the president's uh, press secretary, she says it all. So I want to go back to the conversation that we were tr- having last week and we didn't finish, which is the question about, well, we we'll call it the Gunger question. like what do you do with art made by people who later renounce their faith? So there are people like uh, Gunger and his wife Lisa, Michael Gunger, and Lisa. they wrote great music, uh, very, very Christian, uh, wrote worship music for the church. We've used it in our worship. They have renounced their faith. They've moved away from the church on Audrey Assad has done the same thing. There was a Hillsong songwriter, uh, worship leader named Marty Sampson. He walked away from the church, said, I was wrestling with some questions. And then a couple months later he said, nah, I'm out. I'm done with church. I'm done with, with the whole God business. And so the question that I have is what do we do with people like that who wrote stuff that That we and we could go through any version of art, but I'm thinking largely of music because that's kind of the realm that the three of us largely kind of kind of deal with. What do we do with that stuff? Because my question is, if it was it inspired by God and if it was inspired by God? (laughs) Well, and and what I'm saying is if if last week we talked about that Christian art is really a partnership between God and man then could God be at work partnering with someone who would later renounce their faith? Did they, I mean, this is going to take it all the way to the end. Did they lose their salvation? And I'm not, I'm not, obviously we can't Mm -hmm. say that, but is, uh, I mean, you know, know that. But what does that look like? I mean, and what do we, how do we respond as people who have used this music? Is it something that is redeemable?
2: I'll answer your question with a question. Is the quality or usability of art in any of its forms is the quality and usability of art only predicated on the creator of, or is it on the one who is observing and or enjoying and or receiving? Right. So, I mean, if, uh, you know, who's a Christian, like actual artist, artists, like paint artists, like, um, I don't know, I don't know, uh, whatever. All right. So w- what they created when they were a person of faith meant something to them and can mean something to me. So you're asking me now, do I need to throw away everything because they didn't endure to the end? But in the moment, in the time, when they created something that was meant to honor God and released it to the world for other people to enjoy, I, I mean, at that point in time, it's in the ethos. And if it speaks to someone, then it speaks to someone. I don't, I don't think there should be a cancel culture of people's songs. I mean, you know, so if the Gungers of the world, if they want to go out and create an anti-Christian album, Mm -hmm. which I don't think they will. No. uh, If they want to go out and, you know, create something that is not just secular, atheistic or whatever, but anti, then sure, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to listen to that. Sure. But the stuff that they made while they were following and while they were a person of faith, why would it not still be of worth?
0: I I guess uh, to me, I have, and and probably this is my own journey in figuring this stuff out, has largely been if the art is inspired by God and he has something to do with it, what does it say about the person who can renounce their faith and walk away from that? Were they truly ever a part of, I mean, because in our Baptist tradition, we tend to believe if you didn't endure to the end, you didn't
2: actually even start sure Uh, and I mean Michelangelo that's the name I'm looking for so Michelangelo if you've been to the Vatican you stand underneath the Sistine Chapel ceiling and you look at him and I don't know the story of Michelangelo I don't I I mean I assume he was a believer he was a ninja turtle yeah um (laughs) but I, I don't know you know did he die still a believer I don't know but when he created that art it is spectacular Uh, And he did so with biblical themes and with uh, what seemed to be, at least in my small knowledge of the story, to honor God, obviously under commission from the Catholic Church at the time. But why? I mean, I I feel like art is bigger than the person at some point in time. Okay. Maybe. Uh, Maybe Gunger is obviously not Michelangelo level. But at what point in time does the art, when it's outside of the artist's hands, become... Quasi connected with the artist as opposed to now it is its own entity.
0: I know like and this is moving into the secular realm when we talk about movies, but there are artists who whose failings that were revealed 20 years later have ended up making people go. "Eh, I see this movie. For instance, Kevin Spacey, Mm. like you can look at him. Incredible actor but because of the things that have come to light about his failings and the, sure. and the things that he
2: has done and, Ravi and I think it's yeah. easier I think it's easier to question I think that's a different question because you ask the question all right was Ravi this predator while he was writing the books that True. are on my right. shelf and, and I'm reading was he way, Was he leaving this double, you know, two-faced life? And then that makes me go, okay, there's probably this book that I have. If he was, you know, uh, if, if he was raping people, um, this book is probably not the pure piece of uh, sure. work that I'm looking for. But people who were on the path and they were exercising their faith and they gave something to the Lord and they later walked away. I would say that their art is now outside of their hands and it's its own entity.
0: Okay. Josie, you got any thoughts on it? Because you're a big Gunger fan. Or at least you were. I don't know how you feel now. I, I still listen, but um can you appreciate it still?
1: Yeah, I mean obviously you can. Um the uh the thing I note is that there are many instances in the Bible where God will take uh he'll take work from non-believers he'll take work from people who are doubting like the entire book of Job is written by somebody who's going through a really tough time or it's about someone who's going through a tough time um, King Darius not a not a a, a Jew or a, a believer but by all accounts was a person that God used sure. um, regularly to, to to bring about his will um, if that's the case for affecting things on earth, why can't that be the case for creating art? Okay, Like, um, why can't you find something that teaches you about your own faith in the work of someone that is either not a believer or who stops being a believer? So Mm.
2: by that logic, you could say, God affected the heart of Pharaoh, to let the people go by god interacting with humanity and pharaoh was a man with a hardened heart and so by that logic you're saying we should not have accepted it or you're saying what what you're saying is uh it was good because god was of it at the time no matter the vessel god was of it of the time
1: sure yeah i mean I, don't know I mean you're throwing in
2: King Darius and all that kind of stuff so I figured I mean I don't know how King Darius came out of Gungor but
1: well I mean so what I'm saying is that there are times on where God uses to affect his will on earth mm-hmm. not even talking about art just like through pagans make even. things happen sure yeah through pagans yeah. or through people that that sovereign aren't following yeah. yeah so in that if that is the case why can that not be the case for for the generation of art
0: sure. Okay.
1: Like you've convinced me a part of art is a big part of art is what the artist is trying to communicate. But like once that art goes out into the world, they can tell you what it means to them, but really, really art is what it means to you. Sure. So if, if I'm listening to, uh, uh, cello, cello, uh, Bach's cello concerto and like G or whatever. Two cellos. I don't remember which one. It's the do 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 do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that one. Like <laughs> the, the the cello piece. Mm-hmm. If mm. I'm listening to that, you like Bach could Bach wrote that as like the predecessor to um, some kind of dance. Because um, oh. all those all those those concertos are are, are dances. Okay. Um, and it's like a prelude, but to so many people that is that is the art. For him, that's a warm-up. That's where he kind of like sets the stage. But to everyone, that is the art. My mom's going to listen to this. and She's going to be like, what is he even talking about? (laughs) But I I think to all of us lay people, plebeians, hopefully that makes a little bit more sense.
2: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if you look in any hymnal from any denomination, you look at songs that are beloved by people who could tell you not a chance who wrote the hymn. Sure. Because it doesn't matter. Now you can actually go and you can research and through a lot of those songs, you can get background and get an enrichment about and about why they wrote the hymn and when they wrote it and the circumstances and all of a sudden that hymn would might mean more to you, but it really doesn't matter. It's just a good song.
0: Okay. I I think you guys have convinced me. What I, was your I, position?
2: You're I don't doing know. what I always do. Ask a question, sit back and watch everybody argue.
0: Uh, so the, here here's my struggle is that again, trying to to think through this this lens that I have had uh, all throughout growing up in my formative years which was if you walk away from the faith it wasn't so much that you were saved and lost your salvation or renounced your salvation it was like hey you You never never began on that on that journey to begin with and so if we are looking at people who by that understanding we would say oh okay well then these people never really had a relationship with the Lord Mm -hmm. Um, do we sing their music um in worship I don't know I mean and and I guess you know it, it's it's really not I guess not it, that Yeah it's really not
2: even a question because yeah. you've never sung a gungor song in worship Sure we have uh, beautiful things is that gungor
0: Mhm okay and we've done something else by them too um and we were working on something else so uh but I mean it, it is it is definitely something where I where I'm like well what what does that mean you know so, but no, I, I think you guys are right. I think it probably doesn't matter. And then we can go I, from there.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there. I think there's a level of reason, of, like reason you have to apply to this. So we might be able to, to take Gunger's worship songs and still use them for worship, even though that, like, they've kind of gone off the deep end theologically, but you know, we don't necessarily have like Hitler's art, like art pieces sure. hanging in our lobby yeah. There's, there's, there's 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 a a point where you just kind of rationally go like okay i can use this art but you know like there is a an extreme to that where you, sure. you, you might not want to use that there's art.
0: a line we won't cross yeah yeah for sure all right so that solved it for me i appreciate it thank you guys small I mean, group yep small group All right, guys, thank you so much for taking a listen today. We are so grateful for you. And uh, if you haven't done it already, we would love it if you would follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at GCP Pod. and you can email us at goodchristianpod at gmail.com. Now, we teased this earlier in the episode, but I am so excited because next week we've got something special planned. We are going to dedicate an entire episode to one of the most incredible great Christian people we've ever known, Missionary and Pastor David Rajan. He'll join us in studio, and we'll hear all about his amazing journey from India to America, God's call back to his homeland to spread the gospel throughout southern India and Sri Lanka, and we can't wait to share this conversation with you. And until then, be good.
1: Christian People the Podcast. Today's episode was recorded on a day in April by Jeff Higgins and Tim Byer, two pastors living in beautiful Glen Burnie, Maryland. If you'd like to find more of our content, please check us out online at goodchristianpod.com or by following us on Twitter at gcp.